Hi, welcome to my podcast, Go For Two with Cargo. I'm your host, Cargo, and I'm joined by my co-host sometimes, Tyson, who is my two-year-old puppy. If this isn't your first time, hey, welcome back. And if you're new, hey, my name's Carlos, but everybody calls me Cargo, or Los. This is my podcast on where I keep you up to date on all 32 teams in the NFL, in season, and of course, during the offseason. During the NFL season, I got you covered on games, making predictions with some in-depth analysis, some fantasy football advice, and help break down some of the biggest headlines during the season. Now, during the offseason is where I like to go off. Get it? This is how my passion of football started. Since I was young, one of my favorite events was watching the NFL draft. Believe it or not, I used to write down every pick from player to team to even what school he went to. I grew up watching Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay talk about football prospects all day long. From trying to predict how teams will draft where a team will take the best available player or draft based on need. Now I've decided to share with you that same insight of my very own into my mock drafts. Now I'm not an expert, but it's always fun. I also like to cover free agent signing periods, and I also like to do a little quarterback shuffle where I create pairings for players to new places. I also, at the end of the offseason, will do an in-depth 32-team roster breakdown where I like to predict how their season will go and to see if they possibly did enough to make the playoffs and even possibly win a Super Bowl. Now, let's get started. Alrighty, guys. So with the NFL season starting in about less than 30 days, you know, I've decided to do a basically a team report where I'm going to be breaking down um, everything that happened last year, this offseason, and what I think this team will do um, in the future and how I think they're going to finish out in the um, the divisional and stuff like that. So uh, a lot of stuff to get into. Uh, make sure you tune in for this one. Alrighty, guys. So back now from Vegas. Today's team is going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Last year, the Bucks ended the season thirteen and four, first in the NFC South. Um, going to go over some stats here. Started off with Tom Brady, the goat, um, threw for over fifty fifty three hundred yards, forty three touchdowns, most in the NFL. 12 interceptions and two rushing touchdowns. Leonard Fournette led the rushing attack last year in 14 games, rushed for over 812 yards, eight rushing touchdowns, 454 yards receiving with two more receiving touchdowns. Second leading rusher was Ronald Jones, 428 yards rushing, four touchdowns. See, uh, Chris Godwin actually led the team in receiving yards with 1,103 yards and five receiving touchdowns. Mike Evans had over a thousand yards uh, and he had 14 touchdowns. Uh, the third leading receiver was Gronk in 12 games, had over 802 yards receiving, six touchdowns. And then Antonio Brown in seven games, 545 yards and four touchdowns. This offense was actually one of the better units in the league last year, they averaged over 30 points per game, which was second best. 405 yards total offense, which was second best. 307 yards passing per game, 
best in the NFL, 43 passing touchdowns, best in the NFL, 38 yards rushing per game, which which was 26th best in the NFL, 18 rushing touchdowns, tied for ninth best in the NFL, um, only allowed 23 sacks last year, which was best in the NFL. Now on defense, Mike Edwards led the team in interceptions with three, Antonio Winfield, Jordan Whitehead, Jamal Dean, and Pierre Cecier, um, two interceptions each for them. Shaquille Barrett, 10 sacks last year. Ndamukong Tsu, six sacks last year. Anthony Nelson, five sacks last year. On defense last year, um, they averaged about, they allowed 20 points per game, which was actually tied for fifth best in the NFL. Gave up a total of 331 yards total per game, which was 13 best in the NFL. Allowed 238 yards passing per game, 21st best in the NFL. 26 passing touchdowns allowed, 14th best in the NFL. 92 yards rushing allowed, which was third best in the NFL. 11 rushing touchdowns, fifth best in the NFL. 47 sacks last year, which was 7th best in the NFL, and then had 17 interceptions tied for 8th best in the NFL. So some of the losses that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had this offseason was Ronald Jones, uh, Gronk, who I guess now is retired, um, Ali Marpet, um, retired, um, Alex Kappa went over to the Cincinnati Bengals, Nadama Kinsu. Jordan Whitehead also leaving for New York. Some of the additions that they had, um, Russell Gage from Atlanta, Julio Jones, longtime Falcon, um, one-year Titan last year. Kyle Rudolph comes over from the New York Giants. Traded for Shaq Mason from the New England Patriots. They added Hakeem Hicks from the Bears and then Logan Ryan from the Giants last year. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year came up uh, just short against the Rams in the the divisional round. Um, This offseason, it felt like Tom Brady retired for all of, like, what, 20 minutes? Um, You know, not sure when he will retire. retire. I thought it was kind of funny that somebody said that, I hope Tom Brady wins another Super Bowl so that – he could just retire off into the sunset, you know, forever this time, you know. Uh, but, I mean, you know, heck, if you can keep playing, you can keep playing, you know. Um, so, and then the, the interesting thing was is that Bruce Arians actually decided to step down. Um, I believe this comes of some health issues, but he's still helping out in the front office, which I think Bruce Arians has an eye for talent. So, now Todd Bowles – Steps in as the head coach. I don't really see much changes, um, you know, especially from the defense standpoint. And then in the offense, they still were able to manage to keep uh, Myron Leftwich, who had maybe some other job offers here. Um, but looking at this offense last year, um, you know, it, it on paper, you know, this team might even be better than it was last year. And that's saying a lot, considering that Tom put up some insane numbers. Um last year um but with Tom Brady you know what you're going to get every single time it's going to be consistent play it's going to play at a high level um it's interesting uh to see that also they still have Blaine Gabbard and uh, Kyle Trask a uh, second round pick I believe last year 
Um, looking at this running back group, it's really interesting also too, uh, just because everybody knows the headlines that, you know, uh, playoff Lenny Leonard Fournette, who had a really good last year, earned himself a contract to stay with the team, um, came into training camp overweight. I believe he was coming in at uh, 260 pounds. I'm not sure what's going on there. I know there's some expectations, um, especially that Ronald Jones is gone. But if there's one thing I've learned from in the Tom Brady offense is that they're going to use multiple running backs. And they have a nice little group here with um, Keyshawn Vaughn, who is a uh, third-round pick last year. They also have veteran Giovanni Bernard, who was injured last year. And then in the third round, they added another running back in uh, – Rashad White, um, who has a little bit of burst. He has some ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. So um, I believe that it's going to be a committee, uh, a running back by committee. Um, I personally wouldn't take up – I wouldn't draft playoff Lenny. I know that there's a lot of upside there, but um, I think he could lose some touches this year. Now, in the wide receiver group, um, once again, this is also a really interesting group just because they have so many talented pass catchers. Um, you know, you definitely want to take players that are on good offenses. Um, that's why Chris Godwin has been so productive the last couple of years in fantasy is because he's not getting the best corner on him. So he's him being able to play at such a high level allows him to take advantage of lesser corners in this uh, on defense. But, you know, you still got to take Mike Evans, who's a touchdown machine. Um, he's one of the only wide receivers to come in as a rookie and have a thousand yards receiving every single year he's been in the league. You have Chris Godwin, who um, somehow, I don't know how they brought him back as well. Um, I believe he's still on the franchise tag. So he's looking to get paid um, this year. They added Russell Gage, who's been super underrated in Atlanta for such a very long time. Um, Once again, this is a nice little trio that they have. And then they go out and add Julio Jones just for fun. You know what I mean? Why why not? You know, um, so that wide receiver group is stacked. They also have Tyler Johnson, who was a fifth round pick last year, had some really nice moments. Um, they also have uh, Brashad Perryman, uh, Jalen Darden, a fourth round pick uh, this year. Um, Scotty uh, Miller Jr. as well. S- you know, so the biggest thing last year is they had so many injuries at the wide receiver position, so they just stacked up this year. Um, so this is a really good-looking uh, group of pass catchers. Obviously, a lot of talent. A lot of balls have been caught uh, between all of these guys here. But um, as far as fantasy purposes, it's going to be hard to kind of gauge um, consistently what you're going to get out of these players because one guy could just go off one week and the other one could go off the other week. So. Um, Probably a group that I would like to try to stay away from, but, you know, in a high-powered offense, if you can get a steal, you can get a steal here. Um, the tight end group is a little bit different, obviously, with Gronk and O.J. Howard gone, but, you know, they went ahead and brought in uh, Kyle Rudolph, who could have a big impact. They also have Cameron Braid. I, I do see a lot of the 22 personnel coming in as well. Um, and in, in the draft, um, this was such a Patriots thing. They went out and drafted two tight ends, and Kate Ottawin, in the fourth round, and Cole Clef in the sixth round, just to add some depth. Um, once again, it's all about, in the NFL season, just having depth at these positions, because when you go into the playoffs, you're going to have injuries, so you have to just find ways to overcome those injuries, and, you know, um, like I said, looking at the running back group, wide receiver group, tight end group, there's so much depth at those positions. Now, the offensive line, 
in uh, in preseason has been taking some hits here. And this is one of the better groups from last year. We talked about how they only allowed 23 sacks. Um, they have had some injuries, so we'll kind of run through them here. Um, starting off with the left tackle and Donovan Smith, who's been one of the elite left tackles in the NFL for a very long time. Their left guard, they um, uh, Aaron Keeney was going to take over for Ali Marpet due to, to the retirement, but Aaron Aaron Steeney, um has gotten injured and he might be missing some time. So now they have second round pick Luke Godick, um, kind of filling in for that spot. It's good that they they drafted a player at the offensive line to give them some depth here. Um, but yeah, now he's going to have to be a guy that steps in at left guard here. Um, center, they lost, um, Ryan Jensen, who looks like he's going to be out for the year. Um, they have third round pick from last year, Robert Hanstein. Um, and then they added Shaq Mason at right guard to replace Alex Kappa. And then they have, uh, Tristan Worfs, who's, uh, becoming, slowly becoming, um, really one of the top. Offensive tackles in the NFL, especially at a right right tackle position. So um, there's a lot of injuries on the offensive line. They had some depth, but now they're going to need to look to find some guys. If there are more injuries that are going to come, that's going to be the biggest thing for me on this offensive line. But I think with the, Tom Brady's ability to have the quick passing game um, and to have a running game, I think he's going to be able to overcome some of the defects on the offensive line here. So um, although I don't know if they'll be able to – Repeat what they did last year. I still think they'll be one of the top five offenses in the league here. Now, on defense, um, they did lose a couple of players, but they did bring in some players with some veteran experience. Uh, this defensive line is led by Vita Vea, who's been insanely good in the middle of the last couple of years. They lost Nadama Kinsu, but they added Hucky Nix, um, who, yes, he, had some in- he was injured last year, hopefully comes – uh, along he'll play he'll be healthy this year to go along with William Ghostin, Raheem Nunez, Roaches, and then uh, one thing that they also did do in the second round is added Logan Hall, who has a lot of upside. I think he could play inside. He could be an edge rusher as well. So he gives them some more depth again at the position. Super important to have depth here. Um, the edge rushers last year we have Shaquille Barrett, who's been consistently one of the better. Um, edge rushers in the NFL. Uh, but the guy that I'm looking out for this year is Joe Tryon, who was last year's first-round pick. Only had four sacks, but really started playing well in the playoffs. And I think this year has a chance to make double-digit sacks last year. Um, they also have um, Anthony Nelson, who was a fourth-round pick in 2019, who had five sacks last year. Um, nice guy to have in the rotation here, once again, if you have some injuries. Now, in the middle of this linebacking group, um, you have Levante David, who just resigned with the team to go along with, uh, you know, Devin White, who's one of the premier young linebackers. This is a former fifth overall pick that just seems to get better and better every year as we go on. Um, and they have some depth here at the position as well, um, with adding Carl Nassib to the uh, rotation as well here. Now, looking at the secondary group, um, you know, they did lose uh, safety Jordan Whitehead. Um, but I think the biggest thing is is they re-signed Carlton Davis, uh, a 2018 second-round pick. Um, in, in the secondary group, they have Sean Murphy Bunting, who's a t- second-round pick in 2019, who's played very well. Jamal Dean, 
another 2019 pick in the third round um, has given them some some depth at that position. Um, and then, you know, in the fourth round, they went ahead and added Siren McCollum out of Texas Tech. Um, once again, just giving them more depth at the position. And, and not to mention that they added Logan Ryan, who um, I think he'll play a little bit of nickel. Um, he, he plays really well up against the line of scrimmage. Um, he could be nickel, safety. Um, you know, this is a guy who's been underrated for a very long time. Played with the Patriots, played with the Giants last year, and now he's rejoined with another Patriot and Tom Brady here. Looking at the safety group, um, I don't think they're going to skip a beat here with Antonio Winfield Jr., who is a second-round pick uh, in 2020. Um, I think every year has gotten better as he's gotten into the league. And then they, they still have Mike Edwards, um, who was a pretty solid player last year. Um, who's going to have a bigger role this year. And then they added Keanu, Keanu Neal from the Cowboys last year. So um, he gives them some more depth to replace Jordan Whitehead. So um, like I said, the biggest thing that hurt the Bucks last year was the injuries and the lack of depth at the position. Now I think they went ahead and they addressed those things here. Um, as far as the offense, I do believe that this offensive line will be fine. I think Tom Brady will be able to mask some of those deficiencies. Um, I expect the, the Bucks to be looking at, you know, veteran offensive linemen to possibly bring in to add some depth. But, I mean, like I said, you're talking about Tom Brady, the best quarterback to ever play the position. You have a slew of running backs. You have so many great pass catchers at wide receiver and tight end. Um, I don't think they're going to skip a beat with Byron Leftwich calling plays here. Um, on defense, um, for the most part, they did lose some key players, but they brought some players back, which is always huge. You know, usually when you have really talented teams, they usually leave to go play somewhere else to get bigger money. But um, I think with the core of the players that they have, I think they're going to be fine. And I think some of these young players are really going to have some big roles like Logan Hall um, and Joe Tryon to go along with Hakeem Nicks, who they added, and Logan Ryan. Um, I think they're going to be, once again, another really stout group on defense. So um, I do look for the Bucks to be a favorite to get to the Super Bowl, um, especially in the NFC. And the, uh, the NFC. Uh, but in the NFC South, I do see them coming out first in the division, uh, probably around, you know, 12 to 13 wins again. Um, you know, looking at this division, the Saints, I think, have a chance – to really take the division, um, but we're just not sure what we're going to get with Jameis Winston ultimately. And then, you know, the Carolina Panthers are, I still think, a work in progress. I think they're going to win some games, but lose some games ultimately. And then the Falcons are kind of going through a rebuild um, right now. Thank you guys for listening, and please feel free to reach out to me via social media. Uh, my IG is Carlos Gus 17 and Twitter. Carlos Gus 3.